0: Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Starside Chat, the one about Destiny 2, or at least the Forsaken reveal. Uh, My name is Aaron, and with me is Zach. Hello, Zach.
1: Hello, how's it going? It's going good. Uh,
0: The main thing we're going to be talking about is the reveal that happened today, Uh, Forsaken reveal for Destiny 2. Zach, would you like to take us on a journey? journey of destiny 1 and 2 to where we're at right now
1: oh gosh um so destiny 1 was slow to get going until the taken king came around and then it Mm -hmm. was this is going to be like the short short version and then it was like super uh super big deal everybody loved it and it was great um and then Destiny 2 came out and it had a pretty big following initially. And as people sort of got to the end game part of it where they realized that the loot wasn't necessarily there and a lot of Mm -hmm. the stuff that made Destiny 1 great that was included in the Taken King was kind of stripped away by Destiny 2, it suddenly became this thing where people were not on board with Bungie and Destiny 2 and people were walking away from it. Like, even the big streamers that were playing the game every single day were, like, leaving. Yes. Um, And, um, yeah, everybody was moving on to different things. And so they're in crunch time now because people have to actually pay for this next DLC. So if they don't really blow people away with it, then it could be the end of Destiny. And so now, today, there was a reveal and people were very excited to see what was going to happen and whether it was going to be something that would save the game or whether it was not going to be enough and we were just going to be done with Destiny. So before we get into
0: what actually happened, we were theorizing last night about uh, what might be the reveal. So, Forsaken, it was called, they announced it was called the Forsaken yesterday. Or not the Forsaken, I think it's just called Forsaken. So, we were speculating about there being, it being Fallen centric and maybe Fallen being a playable race, like how in Halo 2 you could play as the Arbiter, which would be crazy. We were speculating there would be a new element type, which would also be crazy, maybe even a new class. Um,. Do we have any other crazy predictions? I don't remember.
1: Uh, We thought maybe there would be a different enemy type. Yes. And maybe the return of, what's her name, from the Reef?
0: The Queen. That's right. I speculated that they would, everyone in the community has been calling it whatever the September release is, the Taken Queen, and I speculated that they were actually literally going to do that. And have Marasov like come back but be taken. But uh, they didn't do that. Uh, they did The Forsaken. Which is, I guess, about Prison of Elders? Let's get into it. So, the first DLC was uh, Ikora specific. And then there was the Zavala with uh, the Warmind. And now this one is centric around Cade. And he is... I guess he's been, I don't really remember a lot about the Prison of Elders, but he has been putting people in the Prison of Elders and it seems like there's going to be a prison break. This is sort of like a cowboy Western style, like bounty hunt kind of DLC where it takes place on the Tangled Shore, which is part of the reef, which we have never been to. uh, And it centers around, I guess there being the prison break and there being eight barons that you have to go hunt which they described as sort of like the Magnificent Seven of bad guys. So they were saying one of them is like, he's a sniper. So you're going to have a sniper battle with him. And one of them is like a crazy melee guy. So you're going to have to do some other crazy stuff. Um, So I, the main chunk of this DLC seems to be hunting down these eight barons and either putting them back in the prison of elders or just killing them.
1: Yeah. I don't remember a lot about prison of elders either. Destiny story-wise to me has never really been something I've kept up with very much because it's really, they're not very good at storytelling and none of it makes any sense to me. (laughs) So, uh, like the idea of it being this sort of old west thing and maybe you're like a a bounty hunter type of a thing where you have to go take out these uh, seven bad guys and... Eight bad guys. Right, right. Eight bad guys. That sounds pretty cool to me. I wish the theming was a little bit more intricate. They had, I mean, they showed
0: some armor, some boots that had spurs on them. Did they? I don't remember yeah. seeing that.
1: <laughs> I wrote down in our notes that we were both taking, I was just like, spurs! Exclamation point. Uh, I must have missed that. I was trying to capture a bunch of screenshots so that I could oh, yeah. put them up on like Twitter and stuff, but... So there's a new enemy type called the
0: Scorn, which I could not tell. They look if like it was
1: fallen to me. Do they look like fallen to you? Because they had the four arms, they just looked basically like fallen. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe they're just a different type of fall see this is another thing that we were talking about um because when we were trying to speculate as to what it was going to be we were like i i think they need to bring in a new enemy type and not just a reskinned version of an existing uh bad guy or enemy type and i'm pretty sure the scorn is just a reskinned fallen i could see that
0: it's great like they have uh it seems like there are... I'm not sure what the original enemy type was, but there's this new enemy type of the Scorn that has like a lantern that it's always carrying with it, and I think it can like whip it towards you and maybe pull you or pull itself. Yeah, Did you see that in it the It
1: looked video? like they were using them as melee weapons. Ooh. Like some sort of flail or something. That's interesting to me. I wonder if you'll be able to get a flail. Speaking of weapons, they're changing it up, Zach. They're changing the
0: weapon slots.
1: Yeah, so this was anticipated. Everybody's been wanting it and asking for it, and so uh, you knew it was going to happen eventually. Uh, But more interestingly than just rolling it back to the way it was in Destiny 1, now it appears as though you're going to be able to equip any weapon in any slot. So potentially you could roll with three shotguns. That's
0: the thing they said. How do you think this would work, though? Because they said they had rules in place so it just doesn't become like
1: rocket launcher the game or something like that which i guess probably just like there are certain types of weapons you can only carry one of well i don't
0: know i was my speculation was like what if it's about the
1: ammo like what if uh oh so like if you carried uh like three rocket launchers you you're you had one pool of ammo maybe i'm not really sure like it could be that like Rocket launchers
0: like take a ton of white ammo, and they take slightly less yellow am- or sorry green ammo, and they are most efficient with purple ammo. Like maybe it's an efficiency thing where like hand cannons are pretty eff. Well, here's something else: Can you put a hand cannon in a heavy slot? I yeah, I don't know. I, what would that do to the hand cannon? I guess like, we we'll have if to wait and heavy see. Heavy slot is just like. A supercharged or like inefficient but highly damage effective uh variant of i don't know it's interesting like i'm very curious to see because they did show someone who was carrying three shotguns and a couple of times in the vid doc they were like yeah three shotguns or do whatever you want it's some kind of crazy combination of destiny 1 and destiny 2 where like i mean there's got to be rules and i don't even know if they're uh Set in stone. They're still testing stuff out, but it's very good. Like I was, I think I was telling you, I can count on one hand the number of times I used a sniper rifle in Destiny Two, just because I felt like I always needed something more powerful. And also, I'm not the best sniper in my heavy slot, so like, yeah. it was always going to be a rocket launcher or like, uh I don't know, something I could do a ton I of damage. I pretty much with always
1: used a fusion rifle in PvP yeah. and either a shotgun or a rocket launcher in PvE.
0: So this is great. I mean, it's going to really free people up to use what they want. Uh, this is a welcome change, and this is a, we'll talk about a little bit later what's going on at E3, but uh, this new weapon slot style is going to be the build that they show at E3, so we're going to get some hands-on impressions and maybe a little bit more figuring out the exact details of how it works. So look forward to that in next week.
1: Yeah, I'm very curious. They're gonna have uh, they're gonna have gameplay at E3 and at Guardian Con, and so yes, which I didn't even know was a thing, but it's in Tampa apparently. Uh, yeah, it's basically it's this uh, convention set up by the community of you know Destiny Two. Basically, the Twitch directory people, all the the big Twitch streamers and YouTubers, uh, basically. Pooled their resources. I think mainly Gethalian and Professor Broman were behind it. Oh, um, interesting. And they, yeah, because they're from Tampa, and so yeah, they invite everybody to to go to Tampa, and they have this big thing set up, and everybody gets together, and it's this big Destiny convention thingy. So
0: interesting. Well, next on the list, something I think the thing I was most pumped for is all of the new supers. So I guess let's go down, uh, it seems like Gunslinger is now going to be some sort of fire knife throwing hunter, which looks interesting to me. I assume the knives are going to work like, I don't know, it was weird because like one of the shots they showed like you spawn with the knife and then he kind of spun around and threw him, or I wonder if it's like two of different paths, like a spinning crazy path and then like a precision one hit one kill kind of golden gun type thing. Which looked pretty interesting. You don't really play a hunter, though. Yeah. And then, I didn't even realize this until after the fact. I was going like frame by frame in the uh, video, but it seems like the Void Hunter is now, is no longer um, a Void Walker with the bow. It's now like some sort of double sword. Uh, you have like angel wings and you're just like running around and you have like a double. It's like kind of like. Um, the uh, arc strider in destiny one with the sword but you have two swords and maybe some other stuff is going on which is kind of a bummer because i was uh i was looking forward to i mean i like Nightstalker, i like being able to anchor people with that bow but I mean, yeah. this is something new and we don't really know what um i guess the arc staff is back as well so that's the three hunter ones
1: yeah, um, I was going to say, like, I guess we can go through the rest of these, but I, I was disappointed that they're essentially overriding the current supers with just different supers of the same. Instead of adding a fourth element and new supers for everyone and, like, new classes for everyone, like we were speculating they might do, they're just rewriting the current crop of uh, supers and classes.
0: Well, so here's something that I wanted to get your opinion on. Cause I was looking at Bungie's official store just to like get, see if they had more details there. And the wording on the store, it was like, hunt down eight barons, do this other thing, nine additional supers. The word additional, do you think that they would keep the ones that are currently in and then somehow you could just have three additional?
1: So like you could just like swap back and forth between yeah, them. double basically yeah it would be
0: just new, so more, I like guess more trees that
1: would make sense because it would be sort of like the way the titan has like you can do bubble titan or you can do like the roaming yeah. attack one
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i guess that makes sense in which case they didn't
0: specifically say that maybe that's just wishful thinking but the ability to choose between like uh i guess what it would be you would have four different Paths instead of two, or no, you would have six different paths instead of four di- or three different paths.
1: Well, I wonder if the paths are all the same. It's just the you have a choice to select which super you actually want. You know what? That's a super good
0: point because we didn't see any like new grenades, did we? Yeah,
1: they didn't talk about grenades or melee abilities. So it was all I've, I feel like all of that's the same and like the class abilities are probably the same as well. And it's just mm-hmm. like you have multiple different supers to select at the end of the tree yeah
0: which is fine if we could like being able to revert back to Nightstalker, I would be pro that and I, I would be I mean definitely I'm going to check out this double sword guy but uh, having the ability to go back to Gunslinger for instance would be great
1: yeah, I guess that... Because I was, earlier when we were discussing this, I was lamenting the loss of, like, the Stormcaller Warlock and, mm-hmm. like, the Void uh, Nova Bomb. But I guess the the Arc Warlock one is, like, some sort of Kamehameha thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looked more like... Um, I guess you aren't familiar with this reference, but, like, Moira's ult in Overwatch where she does this, like, beam of light, basically, Mm -hmm. and it just, like, goes out for a while and does, like, damage over time. It Mm -hmm. seems like something like that, I guess. It
0: looked cool, though, and I wonder, like, if there is damage drop-off or if it's just, like, a solid beam. There's definitely damage drop-off, but I would be interested to see. And then the void warlock is like yeah it's like a teleporty kind of thing it seems to me i was looking at it like you can teleport like you jump forward kind of like tracer a couple of times and then the actual super is you just like raise your hands and like basically explode so you're kind of like a walking nova bomb that can destruct whenever you want
1: Yeah, I can see that being useful for, like, groups of enemies. There are, like, certain types of supers that when you're battling, like, some sort of boss, like, in a strike or something else, Mm -hmm. where you get to the end of your super and you're, like, pretty much screwed (laughs) because you're too close (laughs) to the big bad guy and you have no way to get away from it. So, I don't know. Like, it'll have specific use cases i guess but yeah the teleportation thing looked kind of cool and i was not very clear on what the damage dealing was we didn't see whatever the solar warlock
0: variant is people are speculating it might be a return of sunsinger which people would be into because you can't currently like do that sunsinger resurrect right yeah, now and the people South really res- that uh, and then we saw they have changed the Titan hammer a little bit. Now it's like a big sledgehammer that you pound down and then it creates like a, like a column of fire. And then there's also like a crazy hurricane of fire that it makes, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. It, w- it looked like, so you slam it down and then fire goes out uh, forward in a line and then there's like a little fire tornado at the end of it.
0: Which is cool, and I wonder if there's, like, different variants of that. Like, I'm very curious to see, like, what the skill trees look like. Like, is it going to be... If it's, like, as we speculated, where you can swap back and forth, does that mean that every super doesn't get two different trees now? Or will you get two different trees of the big Sledgehammer Titan, for instance, where, like, one of them is the tornado thing and another one is maybe, like... I don't even know. And then it seems like Striker Titan is back, which I think people will be pumped about. Um, wait. Did Striker ever? I didn't play. Uh, Titan. Striker Titan
1: was always there. Okay,
0: they didn't get rid of that. And then um, there was a bubble in the trailer, so Bubble is still around.
1: Yeah. So I guess they didn't really show what the other Titan ones, uh, new updated Titan ones were, if they changed mm-hmm. them at all. Uh, it seems like they definitely like i i think i
0: believe i read like nine additional supers so like everything should be at least have a little tweak
1: yeah i'm just not sure they showed them yeah i don't think they did Uh, And
0: so something they did show though was bows
1: yeah so far cry 5 and yes and destiny so they're they said they were gonna have short range medium range and long range bows and i would imagine that has to do with uh fire rate as well Probably, yeah, I would think most so. likely. And I guess because you can now uh, equip any weapon type in any of your slots, uh, this could be interesting. Uh, I, Ooh, that's true. You could go three bows. You could. Uh, I'm. Not sure, like, we we don't know what the damage is like from it. Is this essentially just, like, a sniper rifle replacement type of a thing? Or, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder
0: the- how quickly the short-range actually was going to fire. What if there's, like, cool,
1: a special one, like, maybe an exotic one that fires, like, exploding arrows, and then it replaces mm. your rocket launcher?
0: Or, like, that one bow in uh, Breath of the Wild where it fires three arrows.
1: Yeah, something like that would be cool as well. Also, I think
0: that's definitely yeah, something
1: that could happen. Maybe, yeah, and I guess they would also have, like, the three different element types, so, like, maybe one mm-hmm. does, like, arc damage that chains to multiple enemies or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be exotic bows and, like, l- crazy legendary bows. I also I spotted a crazy-looking legend or uh, possibly exotic sword that had, like, crystals in it and stuff. So super into that. Something you were super into, and I'm I, I'm coming around to it, but I guess I'll let you talk about it because you were more into it initially, is uh, the new game mode, which is called Gambit.
1: Yeah, so they were talking about how they wanted to try to come up with a new game mode that was sort of a cross between PvP and PvE, and I've talked uh on this show before about how i'm as i get older i'm less and less into like competitive multiplayer and i'm more into like cooperative stuff and this is sort of like bridging that gap a little bit so what it is is it's like a 4v4 thing where at the beginning they they tease that you can kind of like uh dance and emote uh at the other team and so you're kind of like uh, taunting each other a little bit before the match starts which you know this should is be a whatever. thing in
0: every because like this is what I've wanted because what they do now in all PvP is like it kind of gives you a little cutscene of like, here's your team, here's the other team. But this gives you control of that. You're actually playing when you see the other team and you can do emotes and yeah. do anything. I think this is a great feature.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a little like minor quality of life thing that's just sort of a nice little fun addition to mm-hmm. what was already there. But yeah, and then so yeah, the four V4 teams basically, it seems like you are doing like maybe wave-based uh, it seems like Prison of Elders to me. Yeah, yeah. So sort of Prison of Elders, like where you're sort of surviving against these waves of like AI enemies, and as you take them out, they drop uh, moats of light, and you run around and pick them up. And you can all each character can only carry fifteen at a time, so you'll have to be going back to your like base area where there's this some sort of thing that you go deposit your the modes. It's a of bank. Light into. They call the bank. Yeah. And then um at some point throughout that uh the course of this, one of your teammates and or you, you know, somebody on your team and somebody on the other team will have the opportunity to cross sides. They'll basically jump into the other team's game and have a chance to, like, mess them up by trying to take them out. So that's where sort of the PvP element comes into play a little bit. You're racing, basically, though, also. I think what it is is, like, you're trying
0: to summon, they called it, like, the prime evil on your side, And so the more you deposit, the faster your prime evil is summoned. But you can do a thing where like, I think it's like whenever you deposit, I'm not sure how it works, but like you can block the other player's bank and like a monster appears on their side that they have to kill before their bank opens up again. But basically you're both competing to deposit moats to to summon the guy. exactly. Whoever
1: gets the most moats or whatever or completes it the fastest, something like that.
0: Once you get like whatever the specified number of motes is, the primeval spawns on your side and then when you kill that, I think you win the match.
1: Yeah, so I, I think it's really interesting and something that I think could be really fun. And I was pretty into that when they were showing it off and I was like this is the type of game mode that I think I would enjoy. And Mm -hmm. I can definitely see myself playing it and coming back to play it again and again. Because I don't play a lot of PvP with Destiny. I've never really enjoyed it that much. Mm -hmm. And the PvE stuff, I think, gets old after a little while. But a mode like this that's sort of an in-between, I feel like... Yeah, it's a nice mix. I feel like it could be the type of game mode that... um, Because there's, like, a PvP element in it and there is sort of uh, an element of competition... It will make it so that the experience is gonna be different every time, so it's not gonna feel repetitive. Um, so that I think that's very good. I think it's a good mode, and I'm excited to see them show it off. They're gonna this was the mode that they were talking about they were gonna have at E3 and at yes. Guardian con. So we'll get to see a lot more of this during E3. And
0: people have apparently, like when they had that big community feedback event that I was really excited for, this is what they showed off, and so people have played this, but they haven't been able to say what it is. And so today they were like, everyone who's played this, you can say that you have played it now, but you still, please don't talk about <laughs> it until E3. So E3 is when that part of the NDA, what I have heard is like partial NDA lift is on E3 and then full NDA lift is in September
1: whenever the game launches when so they can talk about everything. But uh So they're all so in addition to them showing this off at E three and Guardian Con, we're probably gonna get flooded with videos on YouTube of the people that cool. actually got to go to the event where they got to try this out uh beforehand. So that'll be very interesting to see what it actually looks like.
0: It also seemed like it had a, a chance element at the beginning, because there's a new character it seems like who is in charge of this and he has like a green armor and he had, or maybe it's just the coin he has he has this like jade coin and it seems like at the beginning of the match he'll flip it and then depending on what happens something will happen like maybe there's two sides of the arena there's definitely two sides of the arena but maybe they're different maybe in it, some way maybe it's so-
1: who gets to cross over to the other side first
0: Ooh, maybe that is right like yeah so there's like a tails. jade coin that will be initially in every match it seems like but anyway an interesting new game mode it was not a battle royale which we didn't think it would be but that wouldn't that be crazy i'm um, glad
1: it's not to be honest <laughs> uh, i think a, a lot of games are doing that right now and i've and mm. if instead of this mode which i think is an interesting sort of creative thing that they're doing and nobody else is and if instead they were like okay our game is in trouble we need to try to save it, oh battle royale quick, Mm -hmm. like just churn one out and we'll get it out there and hopefully it'll save us, that would have felt pretty disingenuous and people people would have not liked it, it would have looked really bad on them Uh,
0: there's a new raid, the Dreaming City, Oh, we didn't talk about it I guess but um, the location is called the Tangled Shore is the reef and the I think yeah for the like, for close the story proximity, mode. yeah, yeah, close proximity to that is the dreaming city, which is the homeland of the awoken, so the awoken are always hanging out on the reef, and this is like I guess maybe where they were created, oh no, their past is shrouded in mystery, so we don't really know a lot about the awoken, but it looks like a fine raid. We'll probably never play it because we never play raids, yeah, that's but, why
1: I always kind of zone out a little bit once they start talking about raids. But I know that, like, this is like... I like the aesthetic. It's the part of the, like, reveals and everything that I'm like, okay, I know this is not for me. Like, some people are going to be super Mm -hmm. into this, but, like, I know this is not something I'm going to play. And even if I did play it, I wouldn't play it much. So, like, I kind of just don't care that much.
0: I do enjoy, I have to say, watching the day the raid... Goes live, watching teams race to get world first. I think that's very interesting. Yeah,
1: I always watch it when it comes out and watch the different groups of people competing to see who can finish it first. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I would never play this. <laughs> For one, I like I don't have 12 hours. But also, yeah, uh, yeah we don't have a, a group of that many people. I
0: spotted some things in
1: the trailer. It seems like. It, a gun that looked very similar to Thorn
0: to me was featured prominently. Maybe it isn't Thorn, but a return of Thorn seems like imminent. Also, like all of the art for this is all about the Ace of Spades, which is Kate Six's uh, hand cannon, which was a thing you could get in Destiny 1. So I would imagine Ace of Spades is coming back in this. I don't even remember. Do you remember what its perk was? I remember it being somewhat lackluster.
1: Yeah, I just remember it being the Tex Mechanica handgun that nobody cared about. Everybody. I think it was every primary
0: or every um, uh, critical hit was like reloaded uh, around. So you could supposedly fire it forever until you ran out of ammo without having to reload.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. I think it was something like that, but it in practice it wasn't better than using something like... Um, I was a fan of the first curse, I have to say. Uh, yeah, something like that, or Hawk Moon, Like, yeah. the, it wasn't something you would use over those guns, so it kind of, maybe if they rework it, uh, maybe it'll be one of the better guns, but I don't know. Yeah, if
0: they give it a new fun perk, it seems like they're learning what fun perks are, because they showed a little bit of, like, what the their armors and things, like, doing. And there was a, a warlock band that I saw that was, like, when you're in the Dreaming City do considerably more damage to everything, but also you take considerably more damage from everything, which is interesting. And I feel like like miles ahead of any of the uh, things that are currently in Destiny 2, which is basically just like, oh, for 1.5 seconds after you ready a sidearm, it'll do more damage. Like, yeah. nonsense like that.
1: Well, so but, I, I, on that roadmap, the the things that have already come out, like we already know they did a rework of the exotic weapons, but supposedly there was also a rework of the exotic armor that I think is live. Um, have you checked that out at all? Because I know I have no, not. I am not
0: aware of any of those changes. I also have not played in a couple of weeks, but...
1: Yeah, so uh, update 1.2.0, the Warmind 1.0. Um, that we both did play was mm-hmm. where, where they did the exotic weapon sandbox changes. And then 1.2.1, 1, uh, which it says has been deployed, there is an exotic armor sandbox changes. So I don't think either of us have, have checked that out yet. But No. Uh,
0: there's also, so 1.2.3 is happening on July 17th and that has a uh, 66 quick play which people have been asking for permanent rumble playlist bounties are going to be in Destiny 2, which is crazy. So I'm,
1: I, I wondered how this was going to work. Because in Destiny 1, bounties awarded you legendary marks that you could then use to buy stuff from vendors in the tower. But mm. now all of that stuff is tied to tokens. and Yes. So I wonder, is it just going to award you tokens, I guess? It's just another source of tokens?
0: I have to say I like... The idea of bounties being in it. Like the, a guy in the post Vidoc, how do you say that? Vid-doc?
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Post that, they had a little sit down with that Dij guy and the game director and another guy. And he said something that spoke to me, which was that, like in Destiny 1, you would do these things and you would feel smart for doing them. Like, you would load up on a specific bounty and you would be basically, like, double or triple dipping, like, oh, man, like, I got all these bounties and I'm doing this one, like, pursuit and I'm doing this thing, so, like, I'm going to go to this specific planet and knock out a bunch of stuff, and it's going to feel great. I feel like having bounties is going to contribute to that. You
1: know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was definitely a thing in Destiny 1. You would always, like, all right, I'm going to take these bounties because I know when I go try to do this one weekly thing, I'll be able to knock out, like, three of these bounties or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, yeah, there's, like, not really much incentive right now to jumping into any of the... Uh, explorable areas other than doing like your weekly um, public event grinds but you know that's not a very exciting thing to do it's just sort of busy work but bounties I think could make it a little bit more interesting especially if what you get for them is is, uh, something that you can use to buy interesting items or you know cool new weapons i guess i will have to wait and see because they they are bringing back um like the weapon roll randomization and yes they are i don't know if this was later on your list of topics but no no this
0: is good this is rolling into what we need to talk about because they are bringing back random rolls which people initially were like oh good no random rolls but then they realized like oh that means that once i get a gun you just have i don't it. need to grind yeah you just have it you don't have to grind for it anymore so it's kind of like Uh, what's the point a little bit but random rolls will allow you to grind for like that god tier roll of a certain gun like in destiny one everyone always tried to get the best what was that red gun that would kind of look like uh hawk
1: moon i don't remember the actual name of it people just called it mini hawk moon or something like that
0: (laughs) there was like a god tier roll of that where it was like basically like hawk moon that everyone was trying to grind for and it was fun and uh so that's going to be a thing again i guess
1: yeah, that definitely adds life to the the end game. I think people didn't really realize it when they were like, "Okay, we're doing away with random rolls." At first, everybody was like, "Oh, that's cool." Now we don't have to, like, when we want mini hawk mood, we can just get it. We don't have to grind for like thirty hours hoping for it to drop <laughs> the right and get the exact roll that I want. You don't have to worry about any of that, but. That took away those 30 hours that people were actually Mm -hmm. playing trying to get that thing. And so they realized, well, actually the pursuit of that was a big part of the fun. And one of the main reasons I kept coming back to Destiny. So they're like, well, I guess now we have to add that back in so that people can actually have a reason to come back and grind for an additional 30 hours on top of, you know, whatever else. And
0: it'll feel good because something else they talked about. They are adding two new tabs in the menu system, Collections and Triumphs. Triumphs is sort of like tracking, it's like the, the books of old, where like you have things and you're basically ticking off activities and you can see what you're getting for those activities. More importantly though, they have collections. So right now there's kiosks in the tower you can go to where you, every exotic you've gotten, you can buy it back if you want to. It's basically permanent once you've gotten that exotic and collection seems to be that for everything so like all the legendaries like once you get a legendary you don't have to have it taking up if you're like oh should i keep this should I not keep this i don't really use it you can delete it because it's just going to be in your collection if you want to buy it back for some kind of currency you can but this way it shows you it shows you everything like the number of guns in the game I think it maybe even gives you hints about how to get the guns, and then you'll be able to see, like, oh, I have all the guns, which is, uh, I think people have wanted for a very, very long time. Basically, it's like a a little bit of an item manager.
1: Yeah, people have been asking for this for a very long time. People definitely wanted to know, like, how many... Different weapons and pieces of armor there were, and how to get them, and you know, have it marked on somewhere to show I've earned this before. And then, if you delete it, uh, because maybe it's not very good right now, but then, like, the next uh, you know, sandbox update, suddenly that's like a really good weapon, and you're like, Well, I deleted mine because it sucked before, but now it's really good, and I want it back again. (laughs) Exactly. So, this is a very welcome change that i think people will like a lot i also really like that instead of it just being tied to some kiosk at the tower it's just in your menu yeah it's wherever you go so ideally you won't have to stop back at the tower to be like oh i want to get my gun that i left there you j- well but it'll probably drop at a low power level though you'll probably still have to infuse it oh yeah that kind of sucks but oh well
0: In that triumphs tab, it seemed like very briefly, they were like, oh yeah, and there's going to be stuff out in the world that you can get, and then you bring it back to that triumphs tab, and you'll be able to read lore, which to me sounds a little bit like a return of grimoire cards, but you have to go seek them out, and they're in-game. I don't know if that's true or not, but that seemed to be what they're intimating. As well, Like when you do the triumphs, it seems also like they're integrating like a title system, kind of like what World of Warcraft has, where like if you grind for a really hard thing and you defeat a boss, like probably a title that you'll get will be like, once you kill all the barons or whatever, like Baron killer will appear above your name, which is interesting and a new way to customize your character that we haven't had before.
1: Yeah. It's a, an interesting little addition. I feel like I could take it or leave it honestly, but (laughs) it's there.
0: So the other big thing they talked about, which we should talk about is instead of a season pass, which is in the past forever has been basically the next two DLCs, now they have something called an annual pass, which to me, it seems like it's not really narrative focused. It's more like they realize like, oh, we're spending all this time making like five story missions and also like other activities and gear People don't really care about the stories that we're trying to tell ineptly. Well, they care about the new gear and the new activities. So let's just focus on that. So the annual pass is three things. It's like it'll have like a spring, summer, and winter release, and it seems like it's just activities and gear focus. They're taking all their energy away from narrative and they're putting it into interesting gear design and interesting new like pve slash pvp activities and to me this is a i'm pro this i think this is a good idea what's your take on this
1: yeah if that really is the case that's the thing they should have been doing for a long time um yeah a move towards more like seasonal events where they they're you know giving you interesting rewards that you can earn during those seasonal events and they're concentrating more on new modes and new um just gear. yeah new gear and stuff like that new stuff to acquire rather than like we we can't ship this update until we've come up with like you know five story missions because nobody really cares about the story in destiny yeah
0: and plus you're done in like four hours four or five or maybe even ten hours but then you never go back and play there's no heroic story missions these days like there's no point in those story
1: missions anymore whereas like gear will pers- persist yeah so i i mean i don't remember specifically if they stated that that was what they were switching to or that's what they were going to do.
0: He was very vague about it. He's, yeah. He was like, we're, we're leaning away from this. We're leaning more towards this. He has a lot of marketing speak.
1: There, it seems like there was a, a lot of this uh, little reveal stream was kind of vague because they may not have worked out all the details just yet, but they're like, yeah, this, this is kind of what we're thinking about, but nothing's permanent just yet. And maybe they're just sort of feeling it out and seeing what mm-hmm. what the audience uh, has to say about it. Uh, but I think, yeah, if they do uh, what you're talking about, that would definitely be a welcome change. I think more people would be on board with that than what they I mean, it's been always doing. been about the loot, like
0: the, that fun chase to get like the crazy new exotic that maybe it's a little broken, but maybe they won't fix it and it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm excited for that. So it comes out on September 4th, and there's three variants. You can buy just the Forsaken, it's $40. You can buy the Annual Pass is an additional $30, or there's a Deluxe Edition, which is all concluded, and there's probably some like other shaders and stuff, which is $80. So if you get the Forsaken and Annual Pass, it'll be $70, uh, which I believe is what Taken King cost if you did... The season pass Antic and Taken King. I believe it was maybe maybe it was actually eighty dollars. I'm not sure.
1: Was it? But anyway, I thought it was just forty bucks.
0: Well, you but it also had the they added on DLCs.
1: Hmm, I don't remember. That's too long ago. So, what is your overall impression? Well, so I think it's a lot of like minor quality of life improvements that I think are very welcome and that people wanted and the gambit mode. Those are like the, the my takeaways from this is like, mm-hmm. all right, we know that you guys were unhappy with all of the, these other things. So we're fixing all of that stuff to make it more the way you guys want it. And we're adding bows and some new supers and yeah, gambit mode. It's all about this stuff. And mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess I'm in favor of that. I think initially I was kind of like, like, I kind of don't trust them anymore. So I'm kind <laughs> of in a wait and see what it really ends up being like. Because, you know, how mm-hmm. they're, of course, they're going to hype it up and say, oh, this is the best thing ever. Uh, but they've been saying that for a long time and people have still been not happy with what they've been doing. So mm-hmm. the real question is, will it bring everybody back? And yes. will it survive this sort of ridiculous release schedule of other games that's coming up this fall?
0: Very good point. I mean, yeah, this is like we've talked about it being the year of the Battle Royale, but it's also the year maybe of like Destiny inspired shared world games. So it's a densely packed map.
1: So, yeah, there's a bunch of competition, like direct competition for Destiny 2 coming out with uh, The Division 2 and Anthem next year and Skull and Bones next year. Mm -hmm. And Sea of Thieves is already out. They're probably going to have some updates. Uh, And then there's stuff like Black Ops 4 and Battlefield 5. And those are coming out all ahead of Red Dead Redemption 2. So, I I mean, I can see this making money for them just because it is in September and people probably don't have anything else to play at that time. So Mm -hmm. I can see people maybe coming back and jumping into it and checking it out. My question is, long-term, is this going to... Are we going to eventually be back to where the numbers kind of drop off again or not?
0: Yeah, I don't know, because, like, what would year three be? Where will we be a year from now, you know? Like, Rise of Iron was fine, but like the second expansion of a destiny game seems like the one that makes or breaks it and taken king definitely made destiny 1 so i'm yeah, interested to see if it's the same trajectory
1: i guess the real question is do you think the forsaken dlc is a taken king like is it up to par with that because taken king saved destiny 1 yeah can like do you is this on that level I don't know. I mean,
0: I think I'm with you a little bit in not trusting them where I say we hold off like pre-ordering, but I don't know. It remains to be seen. We'll see where we're at in September. I mean, cause I mean, you can pre-order it like a day before and still get the benefits. So yeah. there's no need to pre-order like so many months in advance. And there's definitely going to be, they said, this is just the start of the conversation. The whole summer, there's going to be reveals and different things. It's going to be like when Destiny was released. So definitely we'll keep our ears to the ground and we'll cover other things that come out throughout the summer up until the release and then i don't know maybe we'll make the call live on air if we're gonna get it or not that'll be exciting
1: yeah i don't know I, like will we have enough information t- the day before to pre-order to get those extras
0: well what even are the extras like that's also something we should talk about like if it's just like oh this shotgun that will become irrelevant two hours after you have yeah, the game that's how it's then always what's been. the point exactly so i mean it could be a thing where we would just wait and look at the reviews and then we do our review but uh for the moment i'm leaning towards positive i think this was a good step and i don't know i'm excited to see their e3 stuff a little bit more of the story a little bit of the gambit a little yeah. bit more of how exactly the weapon system works? The new supers, especially, I'm interested in.
1: Well, and I am disappointed that they didn't come up with another element type, like that yeah. they didn't add a fourth element type and no, a fourth. Yeah, class. we were talking about
0: uh frost would be very cool and something that doesn't exist. Like that basically writes itself as far yeah. as like what the effects it would have.
1: Yeah, we were talking about uh, how everything was going to be fours. Like they were even going to make it so you could have a fire team of four and yes. Uh, there was going to be a new enemy type and new, uh, elements and all of this stuff. And it feels like they didn't, they basically all the things that we were talking about the other day and we were like, I feel like they have to do this or else it's not going to be. That was
0: best case scenario, like four races, four classes, four elements, four enemy type or there, I guess there are four enemy types right now, but, but, um, yeah that would have been insane, but that was not the case. That would have been like uh like super best case scenario, and this is fine. This is like b plus maybe b I'm interested. it was not I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, this sucks so i'm uh I'm cautiously optimistic.
1: I am as well, but yeah, I'm still in wait and see
0: mode well. We won't have to wait long to see more, because next week is E3. We've spent a majority of this podcast talking about Destiny, but I thought it would be fun to do... uh, Both of us have compiled a top five list of top five things we're excited for or want to see at E3, and we're going to compare and contrast them. What do you think?
1: I'm ready to do this. I've got my list ready, and I want you to start us off with your number five. My number five
0: is division 2 gameplay we haven't seen a single frame of division 2 and i was i i thought it was a beautiful game division 1 we played it for a while until it got kind of boring but i liked the aesthetic of it i liked the cool uh like in-game menu systems and like i enjoy a game i, I enjoy a looter shooter it was like destiny uh and so i want to see like whatever the division two is like they've definitely been working on it for a while and uh, is it still New York even? I mean, I don't know. I'm super interested to see division two stuff. Cause I, I think division one was an exciting game and I, they wanted to do so much stuff with it at E3. They showed that thing where like one of the people was on an iPad and like they were playing the game with their friends, and they were playing as like a drone that could see in the world, which is something that can maybe happen now because we've got like Fortnite on yeah. iPad and stuff. Yeah. It could be kind of crazy integration. So, nine number five is Division Two gameplay, which will be I guess at the Ubisoft press conference.
1: Yeah, I'm also pretty excited for that game. I think only enough to make it an honorable mention for me, but I, I like the idea of a competition for Destiny. And so Mm. I definitely want more of these games uh, to just to push the envelope and make everybody sort of try to be better. Uh, And, yeah, I enjoyed uh, The Division when we were playing it. We just didn't get as into it as we did with Destiny. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, we missed all the the add-ons for that. And... (laughs) So I'm curious whether the story, you know, how much that matters and are we behind or out of it at this point? Uh, Who knows? What is your number five? My number five is a game that's not technically confirmed yet, uh, Starfield. So Mm. this is more hopeful and maybe wishful thinking. Uh, I really want uh, Bethesda to reveal Starfield. So they the rumor is that a sci-fi RPG is being made by the Fallout and Elder Scrolls team at Bethesda and it is under the title Starfield and so uh, I love uh, the Elder Scrolls games I love Fallout, I really like Bethesda as a studio and maker of RPG games mm-hmm. and um, Starfield is kind of it would be like I don't know, like a dream come true, I guess. It's like uh I loved Mass Effect and Mass Effect was yeah. like a space RPG thing and I've I was always like what Bethesda needs to do is make their own space RPG because they're mm-hmm. the only other company that was doing interesting stories and really good like RPG mechanics and all of this and I wanted them to make one that would compete with a with You know, the Mass Effect series. And now, because BioWare messed that up so badly, and (laughs) it's now sort of off the table for a while, like Starfield could be that sort of replacement. So, yeah, that's what I really, really want from uh, Bethesda. And hopefully, I'm pretty excited for that as well. Hopefully, it becomes reality, and all of this uh, rumoring and uh, guessing has not been for (laughs) nothing.
0: My number four is Anthem, basically another Division 2. But, uh, you know, I I, again, I love those looter shooters. And I think uh, initially I was a little cold on Anthem because EA. But uh, they're doing this, like, apology tour, basically, this year, it seems like. So it seems like they've maybe learned their lesson a little bit. We'll see. But I'm very interested to see. We just saw a very vertical slice of, uh, like, getting a mission, doing the mission, getting the reward... Of last E3, and I want to see a whole I wanna see a hub world, I wanna see menu systems, I wanna see like different armors you can get. I'm very excited to see more of Anthem.
1: Now I promise you we didn't come up with these lists together. We have this is the first time either of us have have heard our each other's lists, but I also have Anthem at number four. (laughs) And it's because like, even though I think, uh, you know, BioWare and EA have l- sort of been dragged through the mud recently uh, based on everything that happened last year, but I still kind of like BioWare as a studio. I-, I think they're good at storytelling, and I am very curious to see how they handle doing the looter shooter persistent world thing. Um, mm-hmm. They're better at storytelling than. Uh, Bungie, so yeah, that's uh, true. I'm very curious if we can get a Destiny uh, that is that also has a compelling world and compelling characters and an interesting story, and if you can have some sort of player agency on that world. I think this could be the um, the looter shooter that we have always wanted, basically. So, uh, I I don't want to get my hopes too high for it. Uh, And I I agree with you that um, EA is on this sort of apology tour. Battlefield 5 was a big part of that, where they talked about, you know, there's no uh, you don't have to pay for DLC. All the DLC will be free. There's no loot boxes. There's no like, you know, they're not going to sort of nickel and dime the customer anymore. They're They, I think they really hurt themselves a lot with Battlefront Mm -hmm. 2 and so they are finally trying to turn that image around and Battlefield 5 and Anthem my hope is that those are going to be the games to sort of course correct and so uh, the big concern for Anthem even more so than whether it was a good Destiny clone or not was how much there was going to be like A pay to win element or like loot boxes and things like that and from the sound of it they're going away from that so that's very good and i'm very excited to see more of it
0: what if i would be hilarious if our next three are uh identical but uh i don't think they will be
1: but they'll probably be pretty close actually so my number three is
0: cyberpunk 2077 is that your number three no Okay, good. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. I never really got into The Witcher game, but I know that they're lovingly made and, like, super detailed and very fun. The company that makes them is, like, super cool. And cyberpunk is my favorite genre. So a really crazy cyberpunk RPG of, like... And, like, a really... Like, the, all the concept art looks great. Like, Deus Ex was... Are some of my favorite... That's, uh, like, my one of my favorite franchises because it's just so interesting. Like, modding out your like cyber implants and stuff. And I don't know. I have a lot of faith in uh, CD project red. So cyberpunk 2077, I think is going to be big time, big deal. And I'm super excited for the reveal of that.
1: All right. My number three is ghost of Tsushima. Oh yes. Because the, uh, the trailer, they, we have only seen a cinematic trailer for this game and it was very, very beautiful. It was, uh, it looked amazing, the cinematic trailer. So my hope is that it's going to be a very cinematic game as well. It's uh, what's set in old Japan, and I want to say you play, like, a samurai or some sort of ninja. seems like
0: a samurai that turns ninja after being betrayed. Yeah,
1: something like that. And I think it could be a very interesting story. Um, the developer behind it is the developer of the infamous game, so they have a pretty good track record. And yeah, I just, I'm very curious to see what the gameplay is like of this. So I I really Mm want to see more about this game at E3.
0: Yes, I'm also excited for that. My number two is going to be on that same press conference, the Sony press conference. It's a Death Stranding gameplay, which we're going to get. I'm super, super pumped for, I assume Kojima is going to be like on stage uh, because it's going to be the first like true game reveal like not just a cinematic i think of death stranding It's one of the four games that sony has said they're gonna do deep dives on so i'm very very excited to see like what like i mean we've talked about this before we've seen so much footage of like cutscenes, but i still could not tell you like second to second what you're gonna be doing no. in the game and he's spec he said like oh yeah it's gonna have a crazy multiplayer element that's like very unique which i'm also like what is that so I don't know. That's my number two. Yeah,
1: for all the reasons you just stated, Death Stranding is also my number two. Nice. Uh, (laughs) I was sure you were going to have it as your number one, but uh, yeah, Kojima's a very cinematic storyteller, and he's, like, the one true auteur of the video game industry, and yeah the, the game looks crazy I have, n- I have no idea like we've seen how many cinematic trailers now for this game three at this point I and think maybe four. I, four and I could still not tell you I have no clue what the story is I have <laughs> no idea what the gameplay is going to be like and yet not only is there going to be gameplay at this E3 there is some sort of info about multiplayer or co-op some sort of multiplayer yeah. element and I'm very excited to find out what that is
0: So my number one is not necessarily a game, but more a moment. I put as my number one the, like, one more thing moment in any press conference, which could be Starfield. It could be, it's basically the unknown. Like, I am just anticipating someone saying the phrase, and one more thing, or like, oh, there's one other thing we should talk about. Like, the one more thing moment is my number one most anticipated thing of any E3,
1: That's kind of a cheat, but I'll give it to you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the one more thing moment is always pretty good, especially if it's something completely unexpected. And I'm definitely hoping there's some of those moments as well. It could be Starfield.
0: That could be my number one is like the Starfield reveal. That would be great because that's what Bethesda does. Like the one where they revealed Fallout 4, they did their whole press conference and they were like, oh yeah, one more thing. Fallout 4, Fallout Shelter. This is what's happening. So it could be... They've shown rage and they've shown a couple other things. They do their whole press conference and then at the end, like the lights are about to come up and he's like, "Oh yeah, also Starfield. Here's what it is. Also Starfield Shelter for PS for uh, Android."
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually the more I think about it, the more I think that could be true because. Fallout seventy six is uh, supposedly scheduled for June or July, so this summer. Yeah, and I'm not sure Rage to like Rage is big enough to be like their one major release for the fall. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it could very well be that they're they're gonna unveil Starfield as a one more thing at the very end of the show and just like blow everybody away. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe it's. Uh, too far out and they're not ready to show it yet or maybe they'll just sort of tease it and it won't be ready but that's not really a Bethesda style thing to do
0: yeah they they are very close lipped
1: yeah anyway my number one you've already mentioned it Cyberpunk 2077
0: Yeah. because
1: I'm also very into the Cyberpunk genre I'm very into that aesthetic I would love to have like a Blade Runner the game you know yeah I'm sure it'll be influenced by that at least some. Yeah. Like the visual aesthetic of cyberpunk has always been very, very cool to me. So I'm super into it just based on that alone. But then also you have the fact that it's uh, CD project red, who's this uh, hailed company. Everybody loves them. and, uh, the Witcher 3 is supposedly, like, one of the best games to have come out on this console generation. People love mm-hmm. it. Uh, I've I've played some of it. I haven't played all of it, uh, but I did like what I played of it. So, yeah, if, uh, like, I'm way more into cyberpunk as a genre than the weird sort of fantasy thing that The Witcher had going on. So mm-hmm. I think this could be way more up my alley than that game. So yeah i'm very very excited to to see what that game's all about um did you have any honorable mentions um i
0: would say starfield was an honorable mention that i almost put on there also like the whole nintendo press conference like who knows what that's going to be like smash is going to be great and like they could reveal any number of things like hey this old game is now going to be on i mean another crazy thing i don't know if this is true this is probably fake but We've talked about previously where I read that leak, where Call of Duty Blackout only the blackout portion, the PUBG portion, is going to be available on Switch, which would be crazy. Yeah, um, I just feel like they could they have the ability to blow us out of the water with like crazy things coming to the Switch. So like the whole Nintendo press conference, I almost put as my number one.
1: I definitely think they have some surprises in store for that Nintendo Direct that they do, and yeah. I think it's gonna. I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch that one, so yeah. Uh, did you have honorable mentions? I did, I had a few of them actually, so I already mentioned The Division 2 was one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76, I am a big fan of the Fallout games. This one's more of a multiplayer one, feels like sort of a like offshoot thing not like a full we don't know I mean that's unconfirmed it's yeah we don't know for sure it's not like a it, but it doesn't feel like a full Fallout game and maybe no. part of that is the fact that it's coming out over the summer and it's not like their big uh, fall release also unconfirmed uh, I guess that's true uh, but yeah I, I'm excited to find out what that game is all about um, and then also I had Black Ops uh, for the blackout mode yeah. I want to see what that game play is like very excited uh, for that. and then Metroid Prime 4
0: yeah, that's also something we haven't seen a single frame of, but we know it exists. Yeah, we
1: know it exists, but nobody knows anything about it. So just being able to see what that game is like is going to be, I think, pretty cool.
0: Yes. Well, we're going to have a bunch of E3 coverage throughout the week. Not just, like, initial reactions, but we're going to go deep dives on things. The whole week we're going to have stuff going on. So starting on Saturday. On Saturday is, E3, is uh, EA, so that'll be Anthem stuff and Battlefield stuff, and then sunday is uh microsoft and bethesda i believe so like keep your eyes peeled to the channel we'll be tweeting we have an instagram uh definitely hit that bell i is a thing i've heard people say about yep. youtube channels yeah. i don't know what it does <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so follow us Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon so that you will know whenever we post something new. That's what it does. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah. You get some sort of notification that says, hey. Push notification? Yeah. We have updated and there's a new video, so you can check it out. Full Uh, coverage. We're doing full coverage. If there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, send us an email at starsidecafe at gmail.com. You can also – uh send us questions that we can maybe read and talk about on the next podcast we'll read your email if you send it to us we will read it out and thank you for it so yeah
0: uh all right cool well we'll see in a couple days for the beginning of e3 very exciting
1: time yes goodbye goodbye